It's time for Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Identical twins who swam the placental waters together and have navigated life as identical individuals. At childhood, the brothers shared clothes, a room, and birthdays, thus fortifying their bond. Nevertheless, their differences became apparent. While Jose and Angel love country, family, and rock and roll, they rarely see eye to eye. The only constant is their unique alliance and rivalry. They may have shared the womb, but they don't share opinions. And welcome to another edition of Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And we're broadcasting live from Theo Luis's garage on TwinTalkCast.com. And on the largest radio network in the world, internet radio network in the world, Live365.com. Hey, brother. In a word. We're almost on time today, you, eh? You, you reminded me. You, you, you reminded me of the film. <laughs> you said, in a word. In a word. Did you watch it with Iron Man 3? America. No, I didn't. You gotta watch it. It's a good one. Anyways, <laughs> thanks for listening to us on TwinTalkCast.com. <laughs> we broadcast every Tuesday night, but recently we've been doing it on Wednesdays. One more week on Wednesday, then we go back to Tuesdays. Okay, okay. So, Tuesdays, Twinsdays. Yeah, Tuesdays, Twinsday, but today is Humpa Twin Day. Eh? Whatever. Cheers. Anyway, we want to thank you for listening. <laughs> we got a great show coming up. Boy, awesome show. I know. What happened this last week? Unceremoniously, the Night Stalker dies. Did you Everyone see- <laughs> wanted to see him fry. Yes, that I thought that was pretty, pretty not like no justice, man. No justice, no, no peace. Justice. No. Where's all the negritos at? No justice, no peace. <laughs> Anyways, listen. We want to thank you for listening. We have a good show. We have from the Night Stalker case one uh, the co lead detective in the case. Just get to it, eh? Lieutenant Gil Carrillo. Carrillo. Hey. Carrillo, man. Hey, wait, what time is he going to be on? Like on the second half? It doesn't matter. Just listen. He'll show up. Because I have to leave because I have a warrant. Oh, uh, whatever, dude. I got a warrant. <laughs> I told him about you. Oh, shit. He says, don't worry, man. He's, he can hold his Is own. he cool with that? He's cool. Hold on, man. Anyways, <laughs> Lieutenant Gil Carrillo is going to be here. Carrillo. Gil Carrillo is going to be here. Where's your Mexican at? And, at, and eh? he's going to be talking about... <laughs> Listen, I, I chatted him up a little bit, and I said, hey, look, obviously we want to talk about your insight uh, to the case because, you know, you know, he was one of the guys who actually saw all the murder the gore and, and the shit, gore. Yeah. I also want to talk about how things have changed because, you know, it wasn't that long ago, but detective work was pretty, pretty, pretty. America was pretty, <laughs> was pretty primitive. And so, um, dude, he walked right by them at the bus stop, and they didn't even see him. It was a lady in the bus that got that got know, him. Eh? El maton, el maton. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, so I want to talk about that. I also want to ask him how he feels that that you know. So do I, eh? Because I that I, the guy didn't get fried. I'm not. I'm not really like a proponent about the 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 death penalty. I am. And shit. I am. But this guy, this vato was. He scared the hell out of me, eh? Well, I remember people, we used to sleep with tools in our bed, yeah. man. It was it was a scary time. We were we were scared, but we camped in the backyard. Remember that? We yeah. camped in the backyard. The, the the serial killer Night Stalker was was terrorizing all of L.A. All of L.A. Dude, he was in Monrovia. He was in Montebello. He was, he in, was Burbank. Uh, in Burbank. He was all over the place. And we were camping in the backyard because <laughs> it was hot. It was. But we had an axe in the tent. Remember, we figured if he's going to show up, a shovel and an axe <laughs> and a six pack. Anyway, um, um, so he's going to be here talking about that. Also, I mean, we've been getting all kind of chatter on Facebook about this. Uh-huh. Uh, uh, an act that was here before. Really honored that they're here. Uh, uh, Sonsoles is going to be here. Uh, ta- lot yeah. Of, <laughs> lot of good stuff. 
a lot of good they got shit. a good video, man. They released a video, dude. You saw it. I, know I was like, honored to have been, I totally to have been it, at the eh? release party it for rocks, it. Eh? Good music video. We're going to talk about that. Also going to perform live. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and, you know, we'll play stuff and we'll talk about that. So that's what's going on. Also, as we do every week, straight out of NBC and, uh, well, NBC and Telemundo, we have... Uh, usually we have Jackie Casas with the news and dirty laundry, but to fill in the one and only, the voice of Twin Talk, the real Jeff Johnson, producer of NBC uh, Los Angeles. What's up, Jeff? What's, What's going to be going What's on up? with the news and dirty laundry? It's good to be back. Thanks yeah. for coming, man. It's Thanks for doing here. this. Thanks for filling in. So what's going on with the news and dirty laundry? Thanks man? for pinch hitting, eh? Well, the, uh, he's not the a big... pinch hitter, dude. He's a ringer. <laughs> a pinch hitter is like somebody, you know. You want a ringer? Hey, Jose, just go with it, eh? Just flow, huh? But a ringer's better. A ringer's the guy you, you sneak in because he's badass and no one knows about him. A ringer? That he's a ringer. All right, Holmes. I'll take ringer. I'll yeah. take that. So what's going on with the news and dirty laundry? Well, here we go. Uh, the big story that kind of came to light last week was the whole NSA scandal. Oh, yeah. It's a big one. Oh, I got lots to say about yeah, that. Yeah, I, I know you what do. Is- so let's get right into it. Uh, basically, here's what's hold going on, on. Hold on, We're teasing this right now. We oh, we're go teasing. Back to show. Yeah, we got the okay. tease. All right, I thought we were getting right into it. Okay, we've got the NSA. We've got a little bit of news on the world's oldest person, the Dodgers Diamondbacks brawl. and um, They got in a fight, eh? Oh, yeah, dude. Yeah, they got in a big fight last oh, night at Dodgers I Stadium. It. I want to see Vince, uh, Vince Scully throw his shoe at him. <laughs> And then it's we've also got a really, really peculiar story. Uh, a man is suing his doctor over an eight-month erection. <laughs> Needless to say, it's been a hard eight months. But, uh, <laughs> so uh, we're going to have all of that <laughs> coming up in your news. Tell and the guy laundry. to calm down. <laughs> anyway, that's what's going to go on uh, with the news and dirty laundry. <laughs> Sitting in with Jeff John, uh, for Jackie Costas, Jeff Johnson. So that's what's going on. Yeah. How was your week, bro? My week was good. Eh? I, had, I had two weeks off, eh? Oh, that's right. I quit my job. Because I hated it. There. That's one way to get Let a week Let me tell off. you, my job, my ex-boss, he was an, he is a Neanderthal, man. I don't know how he had that position, but I quit my job. Eh? And I, you know what I did? Did I, you quit or did you I, I walked to in quit? there. No, I walked in there with, and I resigned. I had another job offer because, of course, I was looking for another job while I was on the job. Because there's this really cool app where you can look for jobs while you're on your job, eh? You know, so I got this job and I, well, I got an offer. I didn't even accept it yet. And I walked in there and I said, hey, here's my, you know, very politely and very professionally. Uh-huh. And you know what he I, said? Uh-huh. Good. <laughs> what is an he, asshole, huh? Is he the guy who would call you at home? And he just, would call me at home complaining about work. Who does that? I don't know. I'm like, are we married? But you got to work. <laughs> you should work in television. That's what it's like, right, Jeff? That's right. You get calls from the producers and from and, and, all, and you're one of those people that call people. Yeah. And and I I, th- I think I know Jose because you act that way with me. Yeah. Uh, we got a call coming in. Oh, that uh, just... It must be because Son Soles is here. Son. Yeah. Anyway, so you listen to Twin Talk oh, with Jose and Angel. You're on live. Who's calling? Hi, this is Ronnie. Ronnie. Yes. Hi, Ronnie. Come over here, Jose. Hi. Come, come over here. Come over here. Uh, we're janking it. We're janking it. Hi, so- Ronnie. Who's Ronnie? Where are you calling from, Ronnie? Long Beach. Long Beach. Ron- Ronnie from Long Beach. Anyway, you're ta- Jose's on the line. Did you want to talk hey, to Jose? Hey, Ronnie. What's up? Talk on the phone over here. Hi. <laughs> Hello. I'm just calling. I'm just calling to uh, congratulate you guys and... Just to say hi. Oh, my gosh. You are are awesome. Thank you so much for calling. Oh, that's nice. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Are are you a diehard fan, Ronnie? 
Yes, I am. You, you're not like the Justin Bieber fans that's cutting yourself. You're not cutting your arm or anything like that, are you? <laughs> I got a tattoo. Oh, oh. <laughs> I want to see that. <laughs> of, of what? Where? Where? Can you, de- uh, you can don't want to know. Describe the tattoo. I want to know. Please describe the tattoo for us. What is, what is the tattoo? It says on it. Listen, when you do us a favor. It says belong. It says belong to Sonsoles. Okay, you have homework to do. Right now during the show, take a photograph on it and post it on our Facebook wall. Tag us on Twin Talk Show. <laughs> okay? If you do, we're going to give you something special. All right? <laughs> okay. All right. We're, you've, got, you've got an hour and a half to put it on, and if you, get, if you do, we'll get you something special. All right. Sounds good. Uh, All right. Thanks, Ronnie. Thank you, Ronnie. Un beso. Un beso. Bye-bye. Thanks for for calling. Hey, dude, that's not fair, eh? Why not? She copied me. (laughs) I got a Son Soles tattoo también. Yeah, eh? but don't show it, please. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, see, that's excitement because that's what we should have Jose in them all all the time, dude. When we post the stuff on Facebook, I started getting all these messages, private messages from people. Why do they go private? I don't know. They could go private. But anyways, so you got your new job. New job's good. I, my new job's good. I moved. I moved, eh? I know. I helped you move. I moved into the... Uh, yes, you did. I uh. helped you move halfway. Halfway. I'm that guy who... Look, guys. I got to help my brother move because he's my brother. But don't ask me to help you move because <laughs> I, 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 I got to be related to you. And then, then my brother asked me to help him. So I go and I help him out and help him load. But then I didn't help him unload <laughs> on the other side. But you know what? You still owe me, eh? What? Because I helped you move, what, like five times? No, I haven't moved and you that moved, many times. You, you helped me move one half time. But, Angel, you move every six months. How many times have you moved? Yeah, but you've only helped me half a time. If I do. And I've helped you, what, like five times? One word, precedent. If I help you, you move all the way around. I'm not voting time, for you, eh? I'm, listen, if, <laughs> I, if I help you move the whole move one time, I'll have to do it every time you move. And yeah, you've moved eh? a million times. And bro. you bought the pizza, so next time I move, there you, go. That you was, buy the pizza también. That was eh? consolation, so I don't have to help you on the other end. <laughs> anyway, so uh, that's – anyway. What so, did you do? What was your weekend like? I, 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 don't, I don't even remember. You helped me move, eh? I don't remember. No, that was the week <laughs> before, dude. I don't even remember that's right. this week. Hey, we didn't tell anybody what we did last week on our last show. Uh, who cares? Okay, just listen to our podcast at <laughs> TwinTalkCast.com or on iTunes because we are iTwins. Anyway, so check him out. Um, when, 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 my brother says to, listen, when my brother says to go on TwinTalkCast.com, <laughs> what he means is go to the Click Previous Podcast and you'll check all our previous podcasts and all that good stuff. <laughs> we tell him every time. So there you go. So now it's time for your shout-outs, boo. It's time for shout-outs. Hey, I told, I didn't tell you. I went to the L.A. Pride Festival this weekend. You did? Yeah. Is that your way of coming out? <laughs> Are you coming out, brother? I'm not coming out, eh? I'm married, huh? So? But I was there. It was fun, eh? <laughs> what did you say there? That, that, that doesn't mean anything in 2013. <laughs> hey, I that just happened to nothing. be. Uh, what happened? I was working, eh? <laughs> that show. What's that? Son Solis played L.A. Pride like two years ago, and it was an amazing show, man. Well, yeah. It was really cool to be part of that. It is. They're, yeah. they're fun, aren't they? Cool. Oh, yeah. I... They're fun. They're, they're, <laughs> those people? Are those people fun? <laughs> hey, everyone should have a gay in their back pocket. Okay, let me give a shout-out to some peoples because uh, that's what we do at Twin Talk. That's brought to you by Express Cuts. I'll tell you a little bit more later on, but how about a, a, a shout-out to my L.A. Pride friend, friend Madame Joe, eh? 
What's up, Holmes? What's up? There's your shout-out. I told you I'd give it to you. Also, I worked at uh, with some people at Telemundo this weekend. I want to give a shout-out to Alvaro Jimenez. Hey, Holmes, good job. Hey, you look good in that hard hat, eh? And uh, Sochi, hey, the band is here. I told you about the band, eh? Listen to them. Also, uh, Melissa, you're so tall, eh? But you're nice. Good job. <laughs> Belen. Bring your band over. I want to check them out and, and, uh, and uh, you know, send us something. I also want to give a shout-out to the Twinsies. Eh? I met some twins this weekend, bro. Where, where at? I don't know. One of the places. Were, I they, chi- <laughs> were they chicks? They were chicks, eh? Chick twins. They're, they're the hot? best, eh? Twins, uh, twinsies Marisol y Jessica Argueta. They're not lesbian, right? They were no, I wasn't gay, at right? the alley. They're sisters, eh? So they can't be les- lesbians. Well, they can't be like with each other. Right? I, was, I didn't mean that, dude. I didn't say incestual lesbians. <laughs> I said lesbians because you were talking about the gay pride. There's was, nothing wrong with being lesbian. I'm hardcore lesbian okay, myself. Okay, shout. And I got some uh, some shout outs to my wife. Hi, baby. And uh, Edder, what's up, Holmes? And uh, 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 Patty, I'm so glad you're feeling better and, you know, you're not mad at me anymore. I have a shout-out to, <laughs> to Tammy New Chemion, whatever her last name is. I ran into Tammy. I want to give her a shout-out. I want to give a shout-out to the Pendangs and the News and all them people because you were nice and all that stuff. Anyways, that's it. That's it bro. Yeah, I got one more shout-out to Shorty, eh? I put the money in the mail. Eh? You should get it in the books later, eh? Whenever it goes through county homes. Anyways, <laughs> your shout-outs are brought to you by Express Cuts because you got to get your hair pimped at one time or another. So go to Express Cuts at 10420 Laura Souza Road in the city of El Monte. But we say Big Monte Homes. And uh, I don't know. The, just call them up. Look them up and tell them the twins sent you. And, uh, you know, the just massage. Cut it short, bro. They give you a massage, eh? When we come back, Son Soles, Gil Carrillo, and News and Dirty Laundry. We'll be right back. Choo! They wouldn't have you in the bye-bye. Martinez, your loca host of Maz TV. Just wanted to check in with y'all and let you know to catch our show every Saturday at 8.30 a.m. on Channel 20, DirecTV, Dish, and AT&T U-verse. Tune in. Welcome back to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. Remember, we've got Gil Carrillo, lieutenant, retired from L.A. County Sheriff's Department. He... He was a homicide detective that helped to get the serial killer, the Night Stalker. The Night Stalker. Eh? Richard right. Ramirez. Did I ever tell you... That I went to one of the court's hearings where he was there? No, you didn't. I, I didn't really? tell you that? No. I swear to you, I did went. You see, did you I see? I went him? there. It's true what they say. You go, you, li- you listen to all, any interview about the court, because, you know, he really mocked everybody. Mm-hmm. And he would turn around and laugh at people. And it's true what they say. He'd look at you with this really scary, like, empty, what were evil you, look. What were you he doing did there? that. What were you doing there? I went with Angel Vasquez. For what? Because he was studying to be a cop. Oh, and you guys actually went to sit we in the chambers. A, we, I we, mean, in the in the gallery. In the court. gallery. What do they call it? The gallery. In the court. The gallery, right? That's gallery. They call where the where the 
where the public sits, it's called the gallery. I'm sorry, I didn't call gallery? it that. Yeah. That's... The chambers is where the judge goes in back and has his confers. I, every, hey, Jose, you're wrong. I've been to court millions of times, eh? We never called it no gallery ni que nada, eh? It was court, eh? It, and it's it, always preceded by, damn. The, the, the <laughs> I got to go to court. <laughs> <laughs> so what did he get? Did, did we went in, and that was before they had, uh, before they would have uh, uh, metal detectors. So ah. and this, they remember they used to have metal detectors, right. and so they had a metal detector not even at the front entrance, just at the entrance of the gallery. Entrance of the at courtroom. The gallery. The courtroom. Oh, pues, it's a courtroom. Okay, you got the the jury box. Okay, you got the bench where the judge sits. You've got the witness stand. You've got the uh, and then where the where the public sits. That's called the gallery, and it's all encompassed. In the courtroom. Oh, okay. Does that make sense? So that's so. Where like you... when you go in a house, your house isn't called. You don't go to the bathroom to go to the house. You, you go to the, the house. You you go into a living room. You go to the bath. They got different rooms. Okay, I get it. The gallery is where you're trying to text where where the marshal can't see you, right? <laughs> or the bailiff, right? But, uh, Anyways, I was there. It was he's scary. He turned around and looked at my face. Did he really? I swear, he turned around like just like on the pictures, and he looked straight in my eyes. It was really creepy. It was the devil looking at the, the angel. devil. Look, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so now, when you hear that guttural beat, you hear it. You hear it. Talk about dirty laundry. When you hear that dirty laundry guttural beat that grabs you from the loins and says, "Ay, boy, it's time to listen to." The man with the news and dirty laundry. The voice. <laughs> I of, wouldn't say that to him, man. That's not cool, eh? The voice <laughs> of Twin Talk, ladies and gentlemen. The real Jeff Johnson from NBC, producer, NBC, Los Angeles. What's up, Jeff? What's up? I'm I'm bringing all the dirty laundry in the garage <laughs> so it can be washed. How's your how's <laughs> just like a bachelor, eh? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and nothing's getting clean in here, dude. I'll tell you that right now. <laughs> So what's what's up? How was your week, man? Uh, you know what? I just came back from uh, North Carolina, visiting all my family out there. Ah. So uh, that was a that was a good week. I saw a picture you posted. It was. Did you see some that, that weather looks pretty oh, ominous? The weather was pretty crazy out there. We had a tropical storm blow through, and it was a lot of rain and thunderstorms, and it rained on a lot of my plans. So it was kind of frustrating at times, but hey, it's to be expected. Did you? Hey, did you catch up with some old girlfriends, eh? Uh, you know what? Actually, I uh, didn't catch up with any old ones. Gained a new one. Oh. Yeah. Hey, a lot of things happen when you come back with that. Uh, with <laughs> wait, last, wait a second. Wait, I was just Can like, you elaborate on oh, that? Okay, I'll, I'll just tell you real quick. Just to, <laughs> just to you know, uh, I was at an event with a friend of mine, and uh, this girl comes up to me, very nice young lady. She comes up and just starts talking to me and whatnot, and come to find out she's actually moving to L.A. So uh, we got to talking about that. Hey, he's planting seeds. She's coming out here uh, next <laughs> Wait, month. Wait, watch what you say, eh? Hey, hey. This is internet radio, man. <laughs> so she's coming out here next month, and, you know, that was kind of an unexpected thing that happens. That was kind of That cool, was what you would you call know. a serendipitous occasion. It was. Wow. So, see, it's something happens when you go back home and you, you come back with that Los Angeles news producer moniker. All of a sudden, it's like you have that chest armor. You walk in and say, yo, baby. Yeah, chest armor. Oh, oh, you, move, you, move, you moving to L.A.? I'll show you around. I might just make you a star. Did you use that line? 
Not the star part. <laughs> not the star part. He thinks he's all I, that I, with the camera I want to make myself a star before I can make somebody else a star. Hey, <laughs> I got a long way to go. A hey, humble no. man, a humble man. Hey, you're, you're a star here, eh, in the Twin Pyre, eh? But I got to be a star across the world. Right? I love that. That's what I want to get to. In, in the Twiniverse, eh? Talk How's about that? the world. What's going on in the world with <laughs> the anyway, news? But anyway, let's news get to the news here. of the day. So, like I said earlier, uh, we've got the NSA scandal going on. Yeah. And uh, this story broke what, last what week. What scandal? No strings attached, eh? No, sta- no, sta- no scandal there, eh? No, no strings attached. That's, that's what I'm looking for. No strings attached. Uh, basically, we found out that millions of U.S. customers of Verizon are having their phones uh, tapped into, basically. I happen to be a Verizon customer. I never knew that. That's so every time you call someone before, uh, uh, before the, the other person picks up, uh, say, hello, Mr. President. Because he's listening. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. So all those late night conversations I'm having with women across Los Angeles, they're they're listening to it and watching. <laughs> they're laughing at the other side. They're say, laughing. This say, guy thinks say, he's going to get some, eh? What's up? <laughs> say, what's up? Say, what's up, Michelle O? Let's see you say it in your Jeff Johnson. What's up, Michelle O? Hey, Michelle. Michelle O. Michelle so, O. <laughs> so what are they doing exactly? I mean, they're really, they're, they're tapping in your lines or they're, Taking your calls. Let me tell you what's going on. The National Security Administration. May I cut in here, Jeff? I'm sure. Is that what it's called, <laughs> National Security Administration? Yes, the National Security yes. Administration has, listen, has compelled not only Verizon, but other uh, cell phone carriers, the major ones. Compelled. What do you mean by compelled? In other words, by court notice saying you must do this and you must stay quiet about it. They couldn't say anything. As well as search engines like Google and what have you. Because they already do it. They already keep all our data. Of because course. For don't, marketing. You watch, don't you watch, you know, porn identity and shit? Yeah, but no. Mission Impossible. But no, these, our vendors like Google and ATT Uverse and all those, they already keep all our data, where we're surfing, who we're calling, because it's, good, it's good for marketing. So what did the, what does the United, Na- uh, the United Nations, the United States government do? They say, wow, look at that treasure of information that we can just snoop on without a freaking warrant. And so they went and compelled them to do it without saying a word. Well, now, these, now, these government, now, according to this government document that was leaked, it says that the phone records of millions of customers, Verizon customers, are being collected indiscriminately and in bulk, whether they're suspected of any wrongdoing or not. So yeah. basically, everybody no is, discrimination, eh? Is getting well, that's too. a step in the right direction, <laughs> eh? Maybe they, they'll give them the, uh, the Mexicans some license too. Whatever, Shit. dude. So here, it, it, the thing no. is, no, Jose. Let me ask you this. Well, then, if if Google and Yahoo can collect all your data, then why can't the government? Okay, that's a very good question. Yes, it is, eh? I'm glad you I, asked because I ask good questions. I, eh? I'm glad you asked. Every time we sign the dotted line for our phone service or when we open up a Google account, there's the accept thing. And and, and if, no one ever reads it. But if you took Nobody the time to read it, it tells you that we collect information for part marketing and research and whatever. Now, the thing is with that is that it's utilized for marketing, okay, presumably. But the government is using this to investigate criminals. They say it's for terrorism, but you know what? Here's the problem with that. The previous president, Bush, instituted the Patriot Act, which has opened it. In case you guys don't remember who the other president was, he instituted, he started the Patriot Act after 9-11, which gave the government all these sweeping abilities to, 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 to you know. It's funny. It, it, it sounds so, so much like the Patriot uh, Pass. <laughs> Anyways, the, the, there will be no Patriot Pass today, my friend. Good. Anyway, so the... Here's the deal. Let me tell you. I, I'm gonna go, answer go, the, man. Then you're interrupting. Well, they keep me. going. Eh? Here's the deal. So when, when it, the, it was a rhetorical question, I'll when say. The, 
I mean, can't you ever get it when it's rhetorical? No, I issue? will answer. There's no such thing You're as a rhetorical question. You're such an opportunist, eh? It's a talk show. We're supposed to talk. You're, yeah, we, but you always it's end up doing all the talk. Jose and Angel. But you and no, Jose and sometimes Angel. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. But here's the issue. It's an issue because you can't let these things happen because one president might say, don't worry, I'm not going to you know, do anything illegal with it. But what about the next president? Like Obama in 2009 said, oh, I'm going to get rid of this. This is wrong in a speech. And then not only does he re, um, you know, he, he reinstates the major best, he expands it. Dude, as long as Obama doesn't give it to those fucking telemarketers, eh? <laughs> all right? Just don't give it to them, all right, Holmes? Now, to, uh, to continue on with this story, uh, the NSA chief, Keith Alexander, he says that these documents have helped prevent dozens of terrorist attacks. That's his argument towards it. John Kerry testified. He says, quote, we're trying to protect Americans. So what do you think about that? <laughs> I'll tell you what I got to say about that. Tell me. If there's a president, if they're saying, okay, we are just doing a dragnet of information, taking everyone's information from the Internet and from the cell phone service and what have you, just in case we get some terrorists because we want to, be, we want to take care of your security, we want to protect you, how about – and I'm really upset with the president when he came out and said, well, if we can't trust – if you can't trust the government and you can't trust the, your, your uh, judges and your senators, then we have a problem. No, I have a problem. We Mr. can. We, are, we have a problem because we can't trust exactly. them. Exactly. Yeah, I agree with you. So the, my, what I've got to say about that Cause is – Because I, I have good questions. If you want eh? to protect people, <laughs> what happened to the, uh, the four that died in Benghazi, Mr. President? You went to bed – when they were when they needed protection, they were calling for help. Help was Jose, minutes away. Jose, you sound like a broken record, eh? That was months ago, and you've been saying it on every show. Because it's not, you know, Benghazi. The president, if it was another president, he'd be fried. Remember Abu Ghraib? Remember that? What is the What does the Holy Grail have to do with this shit? No, but no, Benghazi. You know what? Okay, I mean, no, I, I totally agree that the government is kind of fucked up. Okay? Kinda. I totally agree with you on that, but. But that one's old, you know. No, it's not. Don't bring that one. You want to know again, why it's eh? not? Because you know why? Why to know it's not? Because it's part of the 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 freedom of speech, uh, the the, the uh, obstruction of freedom of speech trifecta scandal that I call. One is not no particular order. The NSA uh, um, dragnet, the AP, um, you know. Uh, what you call it? No, the IRS scandal, <laughs> the AP scandal, and Benghazi because the president, the president came out during that scandal and said, "Oh, I'm sorry that." So I'll throw some out there: TGIF, no. <laughs> LOL, JK, JK, Let JK. All right. He came out and he apologized to to terrorists for a film that had nothing to do with the with the Benghazi. I remember that, eh? And he was apologizing for an American who was exercising his freedom of speech. The President of the United States apologizing for the First Amendment. That's dereliction of hey, duty. Jose. And that's why it's still an issue. And no one says anything Jose, about it. But, that's they're, why it's still but an they're issue. taking your phone calls, eh? And I hope he's listening. They're listening because we're yes, on the Internet. You know what? It seems calls. like every time I'm on this show, there's a scandal <laughs> to talk about. There is every a scandal. Every time I'm on this show, there's a scandal. As long as the, the government continues in this So in you, this you, know, you know what that means. If I stay out of the garage, there's no scandal. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Now, uh, the, you no just, strings attached, eh? You're I'm just kidding. scandalous. <laughs> yeah, you know, now the leaker, uh, Edward Snowden, he's hiding out in Hong Kong right now. So he's, he's way – he's, he's gone. He's but is he? Is he? Who? He's hiding out in Hong Kong right now. he says he is. According to NBC News. Who? Who? That's a. Hey, but let me tell you, you don't go to Hong Kong and take a leak. Eh? You get caned over there, eh? <laughs> get leaking, you get nada, eh? <laughs> you, <laughs> the guy, 
uh, uh, is it Eric or Edward Snowden? The guy. Uh, Edward, hey, Edward. you can go around Edward. the corner of Edward garage. Snowden is the guy who worked for the NSA. He was a, co- a contractor who worked for the NSA. What's his name? Edward Snowden, and he's the guy who leaked this information. And oh, he and he okay. came out and did an interview with the Guardian yeah. in Hong Kong, and uh, but he says he's in Hong Kong. I mean, I wouldn't say I was in Hong Kong. I'd say I'm in Hong Kong to divert. You know what? He could be in Greenland or Iceland right now. You know. Well, he says he told he told NBC News. He says, "quote I have had many opportunities to flee Hong Kong, but I would rather stay and fight the United States government in the courts because I have faith in Hong Kong's rule of law." <laughs> no, I think he's, those he's a there. hero. First of all, because <laughs> he's tall and white. Eh? I think China's going to throw him. I think China's going to throw him to the lions because China's is embroiled in their own scandal because they were they've been hacking U.S. government right. forever. And they're trying to play innocent. So now they're going to say, nah, Charlie, they don't care. Of course, they, they, they don't, don't care. Right? They, don't, they, they don't care, but they're going to they're gonna throw them back and say, hey, look, we don't deal with hackers because we're not hackers. Don't, don't trust them, Chinese. You know what? Don't trust them. They're enemies. They've been getting your calls for years anyway. All right, let's go to the next one, dude, because Angel's All right. Done. Now we've got, uh, let's see, what story do I want to do next? I got thrown off track here. <laughs> okay, last night, the Dodgers and the Diamondbacks played here in L.A. The, uh, the, uh, the Dodgers won that game 5-2-3. Uh-huh, right on. And there was a little bit of a uh, skirmish on the field. What oh. So, uh, yeah, one of the uh, Diamondback pitchers uh, hit. Nalani, uh, look at those big old heels. track. <laughs> That's my daughter. Jose, you let her wear those heels? Uh, you know what? I don't. What? Okay, come over here. If you're going to talk on the air, you gotta, they got to hear you on the mic. <laughs> Big, tall heels. Okay, sit right here at you the You look microphone. gorgeous, baby. Okay. I have no problem with those my, heels. My daughter just showed up to Tio Luis's garage. Hello, Excuse Nalani. Say hello to the world. Hi, world. Uh, this is my daughter, Nalani, who's, uh, who's home who's from home college. Who's home from college. Yes. And uh, just won championship region nine at, uh, for softball. <laughs> <She puts> that- <laughs> yeah. So what, what are you doing with those big heels, my dear? Um, well, I was... Uh, I have to look professional for my job. Uh-huh. Professional? What kind of profession is it? Those big heels. <laughs> they're not. They're. I'd like to know about your new they're job. We- <laughs> they're wedges and they're like nice. And but I rode all, all the way to. Is it North Hollywood? You went Vine to Wind, Violand. Oh, in, the, in these. Did my you go to that taco truck over there? No, I went for a, a demo. Oh, okay. My my daughter is in uh, direct sales. I'm very proud of her. Got some cookies um, there. She's going no, to college, <laughs> and uh, uh, during the summer, she's doing direct sales. Now, this is the kid who didn't want to ask her teacher or her coaches for anything, and now she's asking for sales, and I'm proud of you for that. And so she's riding the bicycle around selling. <laughs> Go on, sister. But in the, wedges. And in wedges. Five-inch wedges. <laughs> anyway, so thanks, baby. Uh, good to see you, and see uh, you, go, go drink water. So what we got going on with the news and dirt on you there, Jeff? <laughs> okay, so back to the Dodgers Diamondbacks. Uh, Diamondbacks pitcher Ian Kennedy hit. He was, he was pitching. Uh, this was in the sixth inning, and he hit. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce this guy's name. Yasiel Puig. Puig. Oh! oh, really? The one that's been hitting all the grand yeah, slams? This, yeah. This Cuban phenom, as they call him. He's no the wonder they they fought him. Because yeah. he's uh, like well, their golden boy know, right now. It was intentional because he's been hitting like crazy. So there you go. Well, let's, uh, let's so, play the audio right, of when it. this pitch hit the Cuban phenom. Is the mic on? It's on. All right. Turn it on. Start it over. Uh-oh. So uh, here we go. Uh, phenom or phenomenon? No, he's a phenom. 
What's a phenom? Well, he's a phenomenal player. It's a short word, short way of, of describing. It's using an adjective. I like thought it was some kind of body odor. <laughs> <laughs> Does it sound like that? Phenom. Hey, I love the phenoms you got. I mean, I'm sure there's some type of body odor after playing a game. Hey, that Colongo's really good with your phenom, eh? <laughs> so, yeah, after this, the benches, uh, the benches from both teams Did cleared. Did you say bitches? The benches. The benches. <laughs> B-E-N. I like your phenom, <laughs> the bench is cleared from both teams, uh-huh. and uh, some people were ejected, including Mark McGuire. And uh, let's Mark see. McGuire, Mark he, McGuire, he's he's, uh, a, he's coaching the Diamondbacks. Oh, uh, I thought he's a Puig was ejected. Kennedy Gibson and Turner Ward were all uh, ejected from the game. Mark McGuire is a um, is a uh, batting coach for the uh, Diamondbacks. Right. I'll tell you what, though, he should be ejected from baseball. Uh, when he had the, the the when they had the congressional hearing on on steroids. And they asked him about, you know, things on steroids. He kept saying, well, I'm only here to talk about – I'm not here to talk about the past. What do you think – what do you think an inquisition is? What do you think it is when they're doing an investigation? They're investigating things that happened in the past, not in the future. So it, it pissed me off. And the guy should not play baseball. Clearly, the guy know, did steroids. He should not be coaching. The, the, what, a, what, a, what a, you know, hypocrisy. On one hand, they're going to you know, suspend all these major league players – because they're using these drugs, and then they or hire they're him these, as a coach. and then yeah. they hire this guy as a coach. That's not cool. Uh, are we? Do we have? Do we have audio well, issues? Jose, the Dodgers just got in a fight, eh? And you're talking about steroids. I'm stretching because we're having audio issues. Um, does but, the audio not did work? The audio not play? No, I didn't hear I didn't, it. I didn't hear it either. Let me try it one more time. <laughs> hey, Jose, who's coming in there? Oh, okay, the detective. Jose, I'm out of here. <laughs> you got your warrant, huh? You turn up the volume. I'm out of here. One second. I didn't hear no audio. Here we go. Stand by. Make sure this mic is on over here. It's on. All right. Where's my bong at? I got to hide it. Uh, (laughs) We're not hearing anything out of this mic. All right. So you know what? The audio level. We we believe you. We believe you. you you, If you don't believe me, go to the Internet and read it. Now, my next story of the day is actually my my personal favorite. Okay. Uh, The man in Delaware. He's a truck driver. He had a penile implant, <laughs> and uh, he claims he claims that it gave him an erection for over eight months. Really? And he is now suing his doctor. Officer <laughs> Cornell salutes on his way in. Okay. He, told, he, he, he told jurors this week that the prosthesis made him feel like less of a man. Okay, so was it go. was it a prosthesis, or was it like an erection? Because he was it was hard on thesis. <laughs> He had he it had, was had, prolonged thesis. Yeah, he, he said he says uh, his prosthesis had to be removed four months after the surgery. Uh, that's, An implant. That's about all it but, says. But what There's kind not, of problem could you have with that? It, other than you know you need new pads. Uh, <laughs> apparently, it was an implant. Yeah. So the Th- imp- that wouldn't go oh. down. Uh, wow. <laughs> it was an eggplant. <laughs> <laughs> the implant. The implant. Uh, was in there for eight months. What well, gave him an, uh, an eight-month erection? Wait, so. Did you say in there? Come on, you got to rephrase that. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> he had an implant. Okay, okay. they gave him an erection that lasted eight months. You know, okay, it was a hard eight months. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way. I'm around trying that. to find if you if you if you're in a situation where you you need to get an implant. I would I would I'm at least to find have something that's wrong with that. Hey, dude, I would at least have it for eight months, eh? <laughs> okay, okay, just no, doc, one more month, doc. Okay, I, I'm like I couldn't. I'm trying to find something wrong with that, dude. Just, just one more, especially at that age. I'm trying to find something wrong with that. Can you find anything wrong with that, Angel? 
Nah, they just, you know, maybe uh, you got to wear different size pants or something. But if you're retired, I mean, what are you doing? You're walking around in these parachute pants playing, I don't know. You get button fly pants. Now, the guy, according to this article, his name is um, Daniel Metzger of uh, Newark, Delaware. He's 44 years old, so he's not that old. Why get an implant? He's not that I don't know. I don't know. Maybe he... I don't know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> thought about it, and then you thought about it twice. There right? are a lot of medical know. issues there. You know, let's be a little bit more sensitive to those. <laughs> I think he was sensitive for eight People. months. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and when I first heard this story, I thought the man was going to be much older than forty-four. Uh-huh. You know, but, he probably uh, is now, right? <laughs> yeah, so, so this uh, this court battle is ongoing. So uh, at some point, I'll hope to hope to update you guys on what happens in this uh, this. Thing that's going on. This here. thing, no, no pun intended. <laughs> Anyways, we got a, we got a, we got a, we got uh, Lourdes chiming in on Facebook. She says, "Hey, cuates, cómo se pelean? Angel's the one. He fights a lot. Because I'm a lover, not a fighter. So, what else we got going on with news and dirt? All right, uh, last couple of stories of the day. Uh, a new study is out, and it says that 95 percent of people wash their hands improperly. 95 percent, according to a new study. They're heathens. According to a new study from Michigan State University researchers, they camped out in public restrooms and found that only 5% of people properly washed their hands long enough to kill infection-causing germs and bacteria. That, you know... You have to do it for a minimum you know amount of time? I was always told when I was a kid, wash your hands for at least 30 seconds. That's yeah. what I was told. I'm just thinking of the people that had to sit in the bathroom all that time studying all those people. <laughs> yeah. I, I, when I go to public restrooms, I go in and out as fast as I can. And if I... And I will let me qualify this. Obviously, you're thinking, well, then maybe you just must douse your hands and run out. I always carry these wipes, those antibacterial wipes. So, like, I even think people watch me walk out without wash because sometimes I don't even want to touch the faucets. I see a lot of people that that don't wash their hands after they, you know, use the bathroom. But and I then go, they go, then they go and touch the utensils at the buffet, or you know what? You the, know. Some of these bathrooms are are dangerous because the the little spout is so little, eh? Well, like you're trying to get under the water and you're touching my biggest the sink. Issue, eh? My biggest issue with public restrooms is if you're gonna if people are gonna wash their hands, they should be able to push the door. When they're leaving, instead, instead of, of pulling, to grab that handle. Yeah. Because if people aren't washing their hands and they're grabbing that handle, then you wash your hands, you grab that handle. It defeats the entire purpose. I, well, you I, just I always it. grab a paper towel or something if there's a handle right there because you know people are. Nasty. You well, just cleaned it for the next guy, eh? Okay, so um, <laughs> our, our friend Ronnie Ronnie just chimed in on Facebook. She posted the picture of I her tattoo. Oh, well, Jose, now you got to send her something. It's eh? a very nice, dude. She called your bluff, eh? I was going to send her something. We'll figure it out. <laughs> I'm going to send you an Angel's T-shirt or something. <laughs> wow, look at this picture. Did you see it there? It's nice. Yeah. It's at her ankle, eh? Yeah, look at that, dude. Uh, what did you say there, Jose? Ronnie Rocks. Ronnie Rocks. Hey, that's a that's good one of our listeners, uh, Lieutenant, and uh, that's the uh, band of the gentleman that's sitting right behind you. So, um, just um, so you know, Ronnie, th- comment on <laughs> <laughs> Ronnie, thanks for posting that. Why don't you? Um, why don't you? We got uh, a call. We got a call. Uh, I, I saw that, dude. Would you like let me handle this? Uh, you're, you're live on Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Who is this? I bet you it's Ronnie. Hello. Hi, it's Ronnie. Oh. <laughs> hey. <laughs> Hi, Ronnie. We saw your. We saw your. Uh, you totally your, love it. Oh, I. You know what I love? Feet. I, I have huh? a fe- I have a fetish for feet, so I, I like those heels. Uh, so you put it on I the know, you put it you put it on the right one, you put it on the right spot, you put it on your feet. I'm not sure you probably did that. Yeah, it's perfect. So, so Jose wants to say something. I, 
Yeah. Did you want to say something, yeah, Jose? Yeah. No, no. Thank, thank you so much for calling again. That's a beautiful tattoo. She say, uh, he says, thank you so much for calling. It's a beautiful tattoo. Um, um, tell me about your it pumps. Is. Tell me about my your pumps. pumps. Uh, <laughs> one of my favorites. Uh, I was just kidding. Don't tell me about your them. pumps. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so listen, uh, uh, send us a message, a direct private message with your with your. Um, uh, information where we're going to need to mail you. We're going to send you some, some uh, something very nice. We're going to send you a Son Soles uh, bumper sticker and, and a Twin Talk bumper sticker and a CD. Yeah, we'll send you a CD, Woo-hoo! a Son, Son Soles uh, bumper sticker and a Twin Talk bumper sticker. And also tickets for the next show. Oh, How and tickets. That? And tickets. Jose says he's going to send you tickets to the next show. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Thank Woo-hoo. you. All right. Thanks for calling. <laughs> inbox us on Thank Twin Talk guys. Show. Okay. P- send us a message on Inbox. Okay, okay bye. Okay, <laughs> that was nice. All right, let's go. To, let's go to the it, next one. It looks pretty cool. Man. All right, so uh, to wrap up this story, just to give you some quick statistics. Mine's uh, better. I got it right here in the back. Women, women were it. actually <laughs> women were actually better at washing their hands than men. Fifteen uh, percent of men didn't wash at all, compared to only seven percent of women. Fifty uh, percent of men use soap. Seventy-nine percent of women use soap. It's so women are definitely better at washing their hands than men. It's because we don't always have to touch it. Eh? But I will tell you something. And this Jose, is true. Did this you is hear me? We don't always have to touch it. Eh? <laughs> you just like unzip it. Yeah. Eh? I don't know, man. Wiggle it a little. Yeah. Cochino, I dude. <laughs> but I will say this. Women may comb, may comb, may wash their hands better than men, but they have the messier ass freaking rooms. I would agree with that. That is every woman I've known. You ever been in a girl's dorm You've been room? With- oh, my God. Brutal. The worst. Oh, brutal. 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 <laughs> I never Ooh. Food and shit. Oh, God. Oh. It's, it's terrible. It's One terrible. of my pet peeves is when people leave food and, and open stuff, in, like in the bedroom. You invite, you know, vermin. Yeah. So, yeah, women are messy. Messy women. Messy. So, please, don't invite me into your room. If you're going to have me over. Clean your room. The living room. The kitchen. The patio, anywhere but your bedroom. <laughs> All right, on to the next. All right, one. last story of the day: the world's oldest person has now died. He is a Japanese man, 116 years old. Um, he passed just days after a Chinese woman who actually had the claim of being the world's oldest uh, person as well. Dude, he was going through puberty for the second he, uh, time. Eh? <laughs> he spent his life. He, he spent his life as a postal worker. He retired in 1962. And he continued to do agricultural work all the way up until the age of ninety. Well, I guess postal workers in in, in I need to go work for the post in, office in so Japan. I can live to be one hundred sixteen, and, move, and J- move to Japan and <laughs> eat rice. Jeez, it must be the starch and the fish. So he was and born. The fish. If, if, so he was born in nineteen hundred and I don't know. Do the math. Nineteen hundred, eighteen hundred and. Uh, he would have been. Yeah, he's one of the few seven, people seven, left that were still born. There, there's a, there's a couple of people left in the world that were born in the eighteen hundreds, which I think is amazing. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah been around that long. That's they, pretty well, crazy. that's what, like three world war? Oh, I, said, I, think I have a <laughs> two <laughs> world war. <laughs> Dude, you laugh at your I own saw, jokes. I saw a movie, eh? <laughs> no, I'm laughing at myself, eh? Yeah. yeah Not yeah. at my joke. I messed up. Eh? I was trying to be funny. So I have a theory because people. <laughs> and instead, people I was are, funny. <laughs> you know what's funny? People are living longer now. You know, they say that people are living longer because. <laughs> yeah, that guy with the uh, with that eight month thing. For, for many reasons. But you know what? He was living large, eh? <laughs> Forget it. I give up. Go ahead, Angel. It's your show. <laughs> Welcome back to Twin Talk with Angel. <laughs> on to that the next one. good, eh? Just to the last one. So I don't know if it's on. a long life, but it's a hard one. <laughs> 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 I 
Let's go on to the next one. That's it. Oh, that That's it? all the dirty laundry for oh the day. Oh, my God. Oh, dude, you did bring the dirty laundry <laughs> today, brother. That's it, man. Spin cycle's over. Okay, so, ladies and gentlemen, thank you. Uh, let's, let's, uh, that was Jeff, Jeff Johnson. Hey, dude, with we didn't talk laundry. about that shooting last week, eh? I don't, the uh, one in, in Malibu. This, no, that was in Santa Monica. In Santa Monica. Well, well let's talk about you, it. I just wanted to say, I, if I went to college there, I wouldn't have got shot, eh? Why is that? I would have been ditching, eh? <laughs> <laughs> My brother's talking about a shooting that <laughs> happened last week in the in the city of Santa Monica. It was three shootings. One sh- gunman apparently three shootings. Apparently, one gunman had killed a couple of people in a home, then lit it on fire. Then walked into the street, started shooting into uh, into the intersection at people, and then walked onto the uh, the school campus library. of the school and shot some people there. But you know, I have a theory, and I'm with you on that because you you you've copped and stolen my theory. No offense, <laughs> no, I didn't uh, steal Lieutenant. It. We just say have- cop. <laughs> but anyway, the the um, no really, they had a terrorist drill the day before. The day before in L.A. And I said there's going to be an event in L.A. I said it too, but I didn't know you said it, eh? I th- See, because we're it. like telepathically. I eh? posted it on Twitter. Because we're twins, eh? See, right now you own it. Right now you're owning the twin. I thing am new because it's, you want to take credit we, for we my met, prediction. We met in the Twiniverse. <laughs> it was. Cosmic. <laughs> Any, whatever. Anyway, that was uh, Jeff Johnson with the News and Dirty Laundry. Thanks a lot, Jeff, man. Woo. Thanks, no Jeff. Thanks for having me again. When we come back, Lieutenant Gil Carrillo, Carrillo from the uh, retired from L.A. County Sheriff, uh, the detective. And the homicide detective that helped uh, to get uh, the Night Stalker. Also, don't forget, Son Soles is here, too. We'll be right back. Choo! Welcome back to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And, and I'm scared. <laughs> and we're broadcasting live from Theo Luis's Garage. We broadcast every week on TwinTalkCast.com. And uh, also on the largest radio network, internet radio network in the world, Live365.com. Eh? Um, you know, Just look for Twin TwinTalkCast Radio. And we want invi- <laughs> to invite everyone to, you know, we didn't tell everyone to give us the Feel free to give us a call at uh, 626-275-8946. Or you could do it the, 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 the new way, the, the way people do it via social media. You want to make a comment or a question, you could do it via our Facebook page on Twin Talk Show or tweet us at Twin Talk Show. So right now we're going to go to music break. Uh, the music's provided uh, from uh, by Son Soles. It's uh, a track from um, their album Otra Vez. And uh, remember, they're going to be, they're here right now. They're going to perform with us uh, live in a little while. But we'll be right back. This is La Traición. Si no fuera porque tuviste otra. 
otra oportunidad Si no fuera porque mentiste Entendería tu rogar Pero esta vez No puede ser No puede ser Tú no pensabas que al dejarme sola Te ibas a encontrar Ahora te arrastras por los suelos Y no te lo voy a dar Mejor te vas Mejor te vas, ya no habrá más Traición son soles. Uh, they are here, going to perform. Well, Jose Hernandez is going to perform. Uh, Jose, the singer, not Jose Hernandez, you. <laughs> not me. Of course they know. Not, they eh? know I'm not going to perform. Because you kill it. I, yeah, I would kill it, you too. You would kill it, eh? Like in a bad way. <laughs> and I'll get lieutenant you after you jam? on that. <laughs> hey, he just invited me to jam with him, dude. I'll go get my guitar over there, man. I'll, I'll shred it. And I'll really kill it. Anyways, welcome back to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. I'm Jose. And I'm Angel. And uh, we are here in Theo Luis's Garage broadcasting on TwinTalkCast.com. We are honored, and uh, we and my brother a little nervous, to, uh, to have with us uh, right now 
from um yeah hey because i don't remember if i have a warrant or not eh? <laughs> from la county sheriff's department retired lieutenant gil carrillo also uh, uh well known for his work uh, as a lead co-lead investigator in the night stalker richard ramirez serial killer case whatever monikers we could put on this dude one. i remember seeing him on, on the news all the time i'm all get him already i want to sleep eh? <laughs> i can't sleep at night <laughs> Anyway, uh, recently, uh, the Night Stalker, best known as, well... Richard Ramirez. His, his birth name was Richard Ramirez. Uh, he passed away on death row. Um, I still don't even know why. It was like 24 years on death row, which doesn't make sense to me. And he was married. He got sentenced. He got sentenced. He sat on death row, and he died. And I, like, I think rather unceremoniously for those people who wanted justice. And uh, so my brother was like, dude... So he's all of a sudden intrigued with the case again, and as <laughs> a lot of people are. And uh, we checked out some documentaries. Uh, we just kind of rehashed a lot of this stuff. And fascinating, fascinating story because – and I'll stop. But this case was one of those serial killers that did, defied the norm of a serial killer. So with us right now, Lieutenant Gil Carrillo, Carrillo from L.A. County Sheriff's Department. <laughs> well – Thank you, thank you. It's an honor to be here. And as far as your warrant, uh, I hope I hope I don't have warrants. I ain't, ain't a cop no more. You know? <laughs> Retired lieutenant. Uh, you know, um, you, 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 first of all, a little background on yourself. You you were with uh, when the uh, Night Stalker case happened in 1985, 86, 85. In 85, how long were you all with the uh, sheriff's department as a detective? Well, I I was assigned to homicide March 23rd of 1981. Oh. So it was four years, and that's four years relatively young in Homicide Bureau mm-hmm. to get a case like this. But up in Homicide Bureau, uh, it's the luck of the draw. We used to work off of something that's antiquated today, beepers. Uh-huh. You know, you're on call, beeper <laughs> goes off, you go to the murder. And it was the uh, – that night was March the 17th of 85, and about 10 o'clock at night, and they send me to 8510 Village Lane, City of Rosemead. And it's a routine, mundane murder. And that was the first one in the modern series of what had happened. Who'd have known what it was going to develop into and what a small world. Uh, Dale Okazaki lost her life that night. Her roommate was a young lady by the name of Maria Hernandez. Mm-hmm. And when I got there and I'm standing silhouetted inside doing the crime scene investigation, uh, one of the patrol deputies comes and opens the door and says, Hey, excuse me, uh, there's a uh, mother of Maria Hernandez would like to talk to you. Interesting. And uh, she wants to get some clothes and take me to her daughter at the hospital. I said, okay, just explain to her. Just give me just a couple of more minutes, and I'll go out and talk to her, and we'll walk her in. And I hear somebody say, Gilbert, is that you? Well, nobody calls me Gilbert. You know, I'm, I'm Gil. You know, I'm right. too cool. <laughs> and I said, yes, this is Gilbert, but who are you? I couldn't see. She was in the dark. I was in the light. And I heard her say, it's me, Pumpkin. I said, Pumpkin, Pauline, is that you? She says, yeah. Well, two doors down from where I grew up, Pumpkin lived there. And Pumpkin was married to Johnny Hernandez. And her little baby was born, and my mom and dad baptized her little baby. And it was her little baby that was now 25 years old that was in the hospital with a gunshot wound. Wow. Pauline had... Shortly thereafter, got divorced and moved away and got remarried. Now here it is, 25 years later, we're hooking back up as old friends. Wow. And, uh, it was something else, small world. And that 
that night started a trek that would take me to unbelievable places. For, for people that are listening from other parts of the world, and uh, the, the Night Stalker case did get international notoriety, but I want to kind of describe the situation. Uh, Rosemead is a suburb of Los Angeles, about 15 minutes east of L.A., and um, that's where he was striking. He, he lived in downtown L.A. or somewhere. In the, he so was staying in uh, flop houses, run-down hotels, Skid Row area out of downtown L.A., and he worked at like a Tetris game. He'd bounce out and then backs back. Tetris, that's another home. thing from the 80s. <laughs> sure. You, know, you, you just bounce back and forth. That, that's the thing. It was really I, it was really scary because all the, the, uh, the, the cities that he was, uh, where, he, there, there was, where he was killing were cities that me as, as us, as we were teenagers at the time and old enough to get around and drive. So I kind of knew all these areas. We hung out here, we hung out there. So it really hit home. And I remember everybody was scared. Night, couldn't sleep at night. It was hot summertime, windows closed. Um, I, 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 I had the opportunity to see a, 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 a recent doc, uh, well, documentary recently. I don't know when you did it, but you spoke about uh, how uh, you got really involved, of course, because it was such a gruesome uh, case uh, in the case, and it took you away from home a lot. Uh, and uh, it kind of affected uh, affected you, or your, you know, it put a strain in your family. Can you mention a little bit? Certainly, of that? Uh, my wife. Uh, I was I was not home. I was home very little. Mm-hmm. Uh, my captain is quoted in the Los Angeles Times as saying that we were working mm-hmm. 16, 18 hours a day, seven days a week. Wow. I didn't have a day off for a long mm-hmm. time, and we're burning the midnight oil. My wife was afraid with the kids, and she was staying either at my family's house or at her family's house. There appeared to be safety in numbers. And then finally, uh, one morning in August, she flat out moved out and said, no, I'm not coming home till it's over. So her and my kids were gone. I was in fear for my kids. And if you could imagine yourself mm-hmm. and your neighbor coming over and telling you, I'm going to tell you a secret that only you can know. There's a guy out there that's breaking into houses and killing people, and you've got to lock your door and lock your windows, and you've got to be careful. This is what he looks like. And you're not supposed to tell anybody else, mm. none of your other family members, none of your neighbors, none of your friends, mm. and it becomes a very difficult thing to do. So, so the, it can, I want to expound a little bit more on this. Now, the, it obviously, it was difficult for you to do because of what it did, uh, you know, how difficult it was for your family and all that. Did you have to do it? Absolutely. Driven uh, by a force inside, family became secondary. Mm-hmm. You know, it was almost I had to make a decision. And that decision was, if I don't do my job, then I'm putting my family at risk. As I'm putting the community at risk, we needed to get this man stopped. Mm -hmm. You you mentioned a little while ago about how times have changed. You mentioned uh, the beeper. You know, you were working off beepers. But I didn't. I watching that documentary. I didn't realize. I guess you know you you were so used to the technology that we have now, the National Blueprint uh, Archive or whatever you it's called. Forgive me my ignorance. But uh, back then there was no such thing, and that. We didn't even have fingerprints automated yet. They were fingers, fingerprints were not automated, so we had no way of putting a fingerprint into a system like the fingerprint identification system they have today mm-hmm. where it's all computer-generated where they'd be able to come up with a hit. Mm-hmm. Everything had to be manually searched, so unless you got a name or something, it was uh, really difficult. How many victims was it in total? There were 14 murder victims. We dropped one in the interest of justice, and we looked at four other murder cases that we thought he may have been involved in 
but we didn't charge him with them because there was insufficient evidence. Mm-hmm. We really weren't sure. Did they get? Did they? Did they get more gruesome with time? Well, there, no. Uh, and, and there's a difference between what is gruesome and what is gory. You know, okay. if, if we can give you a quick analogy without getting in trouble. Yes. And a gynecologist sees a female's anatomy on a daily basis, but while he's in the examination room, he doesn't get excited and doesn't start breathing heavy because it's scientific to him. A surgeon sees blood in the intestines and everything else, whatever he is, a thoracic surgeon, right. but it doesn't grow so much. It's not gory. When I look at a dead body, or when I was at that time, I don't see the blood that guts in the gore. It's scientific. It's telling me a story. But now, if since I'm not a gynecologist, if I look at that female anatomy, well, I just may get a reaction. I'm here with you. I, I, month, a matter of fact, I may be looking for that doctor. <laughs> with, with the implant. Eight months. So, but but there was an emotional connection. Pumpkin. Oh, certainly. But it, you, it, it's it's kind of like a, I would imagine a football player. You put your game face on. Uh-huh. Game day. Every every other day, you're just normal, Jack. Well, when you're involved in something like this, it's game face on, and personalities, personal feelings, everything goes out the window, it's game on. So what was different about the Richard Ramirez uh, case as it was going on, at, at least the hysteria that went on along with it, uh, as opposed to, for instance, the Hillside, the Hillside Strangler. Strangler? Okay. Hillside Strangler, the Skid Row Slasher, right. all of these serial killers have gone on in the past. They're all after. They're attacking a certain type of individual. Skid Row Slasher, hitting people in Skid Row. People over here in Burbank don't care about Skid Row. Mm-hmm. The Hillside Strangler was taking young ladies. You're a lady in your 40s, and you live in East L.A., you don't care. <laughs> so it really doesn't matter. What Richard did was Richard was crossing all lines. Right. It didn't matter. He went... What the public really didn't know was he had victims as young as five years old. He was kidnapping children. Wow. He was sexually molesting kids, boys and girls. He was sexually assaulting ladies, and men were killed if they were they were the obstacle to get to his lust if they were inside a house. Wow. So, and it happened in all hours, day, night, and different locations throughout the county. So all of a sudden... It affects everybody. He hit three blocks away from where my mom lives. Wow. So you, you better believe everybody's concerned. Yeah, I remember we were, we were, we were terrified. We were, everyone was scared. Now, the, given his erratic, for lack of a better term, uh, behavior or, or pattern, did it concern you? Obviously, it concerns you, as a, you know, as a professional. But were you freaking out, I guess is what I'm trying to say. We had uh, – he was arrested August 31st. Of 1985, September 21st, we had a uh, nice get-together. Uh, El Cholo Restaurant was kind enough; they put on a big hoot and poot for us. Mm-hmm. And good place. My partner and I were uh, driving together to go to dinner, and I told him then. I said, "Frank, you had me for about two more weeks before I would have gone over the edge." I, I found, w- without rest, with all the stress, with all the pressure, and I could find myself my. I was getting real short. I wasn't a tolerant individual like I normally am. and It, it was driving me nuts. And when July 7th of 1985 at 3.30 in the morning, I woke up in a sweat, nauseated. 
I'm breathing heavy. I grabbed my gun. First time in my career, the only time in my career, uh, my family wasn't home. I'm sleeping with my gun on my nightstand. And I literally got up and walked around in my shorts, clearing my house because I felt he was inside. Wow. Subconsciously, I'm having a nightmare. And, I'm, and I can't call the cops because they're going to say, he's going nuts. Right. And I was. You know, I had to clear my house. Nothing's there. I look at the clock. It's 3.30 in the morning. I said, God, what's he doing? Where's he at right now? And all of a sudden, my phone rings. And it startled me. And they're telling me, call up Linda Arthur, who's a deputy that had worked on other cases. She used to do photographs on Leighton Prince. And she says, Gil, come down to my house right now. The lady right across the street, she lived in Monterey Park, just got raped. And I think she's part of what you're working oh. on. And, in fact, she was a surviving victim who said at exactly 3.30 in the morning, he was penetrating her anal cavity. Wow. That's amazing because, well, for one thing, um, it seems like you're having some kind of um, breakdown from this. And uh, you were just like everyone else. Connected. No, you just like yourself and your partner. I was uh, human. We're, we're all yeah. terrorized. So it's it's a ter- it's horrible to think that even our, you know, you're only human, of course. Hey, what sneakers our, was our, he wearing? Eh? He was wearing the Via Model 440s. I'll tell you, January 9, 1985, 1,356 pair. Uh-huh. Arrived uh, from Taiwan and New York for distribution throughout the U.S., of which six pair landed up. State of California, one pair ended up in the city of Los Angeles. E.K. He bought it. Homes <laughs> in on <laughs> Where did he buy it? Did, he, did you find out? He, yeah, he bought them in a store right right there by the old Greyhound station at uh, 6th and Los Angeles. Oh, the wow. only pair. The only pair. And that's how you guys knew that, it, well, on connected. That's one of the pieces of connection. Okay. Yeah. Big piece of evidence. Did Avia ever send you any free pairs? <laughs> yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah we did. We, we, we actually, once we found out it was Avia, you know, that, we had some guys, what do you want? And I said, here, find the shoe pattern. They said, where do you want us to start? And I said, start at the Orange County line and hit every store you got. Yeah. <laughs> so they started going, and they finally got a hit. Hey, we found the shoe. Wow. We found a manufacturer. We got a guy from our physical section, the crime lab, and sent him up to uh, Oregon, where a guy by the name of Jerry Stubblefield, who was a track field and track coach for the Oregon Ducks, mm-hmm. he held a patent on the shoe, and uh, – we sent our guy down there. He got a bunch of sold patterns, gave us some stuff to work with to match up drawings and everything we needed. And then he sent us down some uh, sent us down some shoes, kicked us down a pair. <laughs> nice. Kick it down. So I have a question. Uh, at some point, the the, uh, the Night Stalker, Richard Ramirez, started um, leaving uh, some uh, satanic symbols. Tell us about that. And when that happened, uh, at, at this point, are you still being scientific, or like I freak out? I mean, I expect things to. Did you start bringing, uh, uh, doing the the rosary? Eh? I've never no, had, no, I, I, <laughs> but I did have. It, it, in all sincerity, a very dear friend of mine. He's retired, like I am now. He still does an awful lot of t- uh, lecturing uh-huh. on gangs and Satanism. He did also when I was in the case. The guy's name is Richard Valdemar, uh-huh. excellent uh, expert speaker. He went ahead and he gave me a little prayer card. He says, "Here, keep this with you at all times." And I said, "Amen." But, you know, you're 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 Latino. You come from the same descendancies we, and we we freak out when it comes to the devil, dude. You know, I I don't <laughs> freak out. It, it didn't bother me, and and I was never scared throughout this case. I was never fearful for myself. Oh come on! I was always <laughs> I was always uh, just didn't want him to hurt. I had to get him before he hurt my family, mm-hmm. and I mean not only my personal, my friends, my extended family. I mm-hmm. that's what was driving me. You know, to get him going. At yeah. one time, 
during the interview, the only time that I got scared was for a millisecond just during the interview because you have to remember, this guy's only human. You mean when you were interrogating him? Interrogating him. We're talking. I'm talking to him, and I'm running the interrogation. I could connect with him Mm -hmm. because I was from a barrio Mm -hmm. when I was a kid, so I could talk to him at his level. We'd talk, and I'm playing with his anxiety level. I want to... I want to see him get excited. I want to calm him down so I know where I'm going to go with my questioning. And at one time, he's got his head sitting right across from me at the table, and I'm talking about some very personal stuff with him. And he starts to hyperventilate, and he starts going, (sighs) and I can see his hands tensing up. And I'm sitting there, and I'm saying to myself, if this guy starts levitating, <laughs> I'm out of here. I can fight anybody, but I can't fight somebody floating around the room. Hey, so so you mentioned where are you from, eh? I grew up in Pico. I said, "Why?" Oh, right on. No, I. So what the local me importa poco when the sky is blue? I said, No, I was wondering. I always wondered about that because you 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 look and you even speak. Your demeanors uh, is is very familiar to me. And you know we're from. The San Gabriel Valley, huh. and uh, so you know that's I, I, I always wondered that. Man. I, I slip back into it when I'm around people like yourself. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so so it was the community in East LA who kicked his ass. Was it really, or was it you? Eh? No, no, it was really, uh, <laughs> and it was it was the good people. Uh-huh. You know, when you're in the barrio, when you're in East LA, there's the good ones, and there's the bad ones, uh-huh. and the good ones over there all have because it is the barrio. Uh-huh. They have. A baseball bat, a pipa, a piece of wood right there <laughs> yeah. by the front door. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. The bad ones are all packing guns. Yeah. This guy, can Richard. You, can you tell how it happened? Sure. Richard was nothing more to those people out there that morning than a Mexican that came into their neighborhood and is trying to jack a car. Uh-huh. The owner of that car, the lady, starts screaming. Uh-huh. It's in the morning. Her husband hears a screaming, grabs the tire iron. <laughs> And goes outside to save his wife and gives him a coscoron. <laughs> you know, he, he hits him a couple of times in the head. Well, with the screaming and now the neighbors see him fighting, Richard tries making it up to his feet and now he's going to run away. Mm. The neighborhood mm. sees him. They catch him. They tackle him. He's been running. He's been sprinting for at least two miles already before coming to this location. He's gone over the speed the speed of the uh, sound walls uh-huh. on the five freeway. So he's climbed, he's run, he's done everything. <laughs> he's tired. They catch him, they beat him, they get him down, and they hold him there. They don't beat him, they don't kill him. They didn't even know who it was. Oh. They just held him. And then here comes, they call the cops. The cop that rolled up, a good friend of mine, I was just with him Monday night. Uh, his name is uh, Andres. Uh-huh. Ramirez, uh-huh. and Andy comes up in a car. He was a very young new deputy, gets a radio call of citizens holding a felony suspect. Man, that's a dream call for a new kid because, <laughs> hey, I ain't got to do nothing. They're holding him. I got him. Just ride it up in Bamanos. And lo and behold, the, it, was, it was Richard Ramirez. Oh, really? Tia Luisa is sitting on his face. Yeah, really. You know, they just held him down. And then here comes, because it was just like on this side of the street, is the Blue Meanie side, LAPD, hmm. that side of the street belonged to the county. Oh. Well, he had been running from the Blue Meanie side, L- LA City, uh-huh. cross freeway through the blocks, over block walls and fences. Well, people are calling, hey, he's over here, he's over here. They're chasing him. 
well, here come the blue meanies, half a block into the county area. And they go, yeah, that's the guy we've been chasing. Get him out of the car. They pulled him right out of Andy's car oh. and took him over to Hollenbeck. Oh, no, right. they did. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, what a trip. Hey, so I guess those Avia shoes didn't help out too much, huh? <laughs> well, he, no. By this time, he had gotten rid of the Avia shoes ah. because one, you may have heard the name, Feinstein. Senator Feinstein. Uh-huh, yeah. Who was then the mayor of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. Gave a press release that she wasn't supposed to. Uh, yeah. And Richard tells us that he threw the shoes and stuff over the Golden Gate Bridge. Oh, dude. Now, if you find those <laughs> shoes, they're worth money. Now, is it true that when the police arrived or Deputy Andres mm-hmm. uh, Ramirez arrived that he was asking him to help? Auxilio, help me? No, These no, are killing he, me? no, he wasn't. He was just uh, being held. And, and then people started writing, hey, that's him, that's him. And he said, yeah, it's me. But he wasn't asking to be saved or help. Or what did he look like? Was he beat up pretty bad? No, he wasn't beat up. Come on, tell us he was. Tell us he no. had shiners on his so face. That's all. That's all cheese, man. Uh, yeah, well, he, he got. We a, heard so many stories. He, he had going. a couple of ghosts going on. He had bandages on him. He looked. He had like a turban on his head. Paramedics got there, wrapped it up. <laughs> but even he asked, "Hey, can I take this thing off?" When we got to got over to uh-huh. Hollenbeck, he didn't want to take it off. He didn't uh-huh. want it on. So talk about wrap it up. We let's get to the point where now we where today uh, we find out last week. He has passed away. I've yet to find out because at the time they never released it. They haven't released it. So I, forgive me. I didn't research it before. But he, he didn't get. Natural causes. And he didn't get fried. Does, does no. It, does that bother you? No, not at all. Not at all. I did my job to the best of my ability. My job was to get him to the state and get him convicted. It was the state of California that sentenced him to death. Mm-hmm. We haven't sentenced anybody to death in a long time. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. And so. He was going to be in there. I am only happy that he can't hurt anybody else in life. No longer. And the appeals process is over for me. So we've still got locker. You know, we've still got lockers. We've still got room full of stuff, evidence. There is no more appeal. I'm really retired. I don't have to worry about going back to court. So, yeah, he's been appealing. He had been appealing it. it It's it's an automatic appeal with a death penalty. And when you stop to think about it, the only person that stops suffering is Richard. That's true. Surviving family members and everybody else still have to live with the tragedy of what occurred. And Richard. Have, have you he, have you spoken to any of the family members since uh, he passed? Over the years. No, not since, he, yeah. not since he's passed. And do you think, do you, how do you think? Do you think that they would feel the same as you feel about it? I have no idea because I specifically wanted to refrain uh-huh. from talking with and meeting with family members. Uh-huh. I, was, I, I, I cried uh, last year, two years ago, because... Uh, one little girl that was involved, the sweetest little girl that I'd ever met, mm-hmm. uh, six years old, and uh, she was a surviving victim. She was strong. She was good. Mm. Well, I never wanted to follow up on any of these victims. It was because of her that we dismissed all the kitty cases, mm. and we didn't need them mm-hmm. to put them or their parents through the trauma once again. I was always afraid to ask because I didn't want to find out psychologically now, you know, she's no good. And, uh-huh. and the mother saw me on TV and she got a hold of me through the department and said that uh, she was doing fine. She was doing great. Awesome. Married, twins. She's living down in San Diego. She's a physical therapist. And every time they saw me on TV over the years, I had become a family member. Awesome. And she was just calling to thank me for everything I did for their family. And it, it was really. It was very touching, so she's doing good. Well, that's good to hear. Um, uh, I hope that the rest of the families are doing well. Is there anything specific 
Well, let me ask you this. Uh, what I'm trying to get to is this, obviously, for Los Angeles, probably the most notorious serial killer we had. You know, the other ones were, did scare. Is there, anything, is there a book deal? Is, <laughs> <laughs> Will you include us in the book? <laughs> I've been told that uh, who's the guy that bit off his arm uh, in the movie? Uh, bit off. 27 hours. Yeah, 20, yeah, uh, yeah. James Franco. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay, I, I I got a... Uh, oh, he's a good Richard Ramirez. Uh, yeah, and he wants to play the part. He wants to produce it, and direct he, it. Who's going to play and, you? That's what I want to know. And, uh, probably Danny DeVito or something. <laughs> <laughs> no, Edward James almost, because he'd do anything. He, I don't care how any old Latino, he is. He'll do any he'll, Latino, he'll, even he'll, a cop. Yeah, I, I, can see, <laughs> I can see Edward James almost coming out on... Coming out to a murder and saying, <laughs> So, no, really, is there anything that has compared to that case? I, I, I'm sure the answer is no, but, you know, anything in, uh, subsequent to that or after that case in, uh, in your career? There's nothing that has affected the county as much. There's, I've, had, I've had one more case that was much more traumatic to me. So remember, they're all very scientific. I had uh, one case where it was a quadruple homicide uh, and the lady witnessed her husband get murdered two nephews get murdered right in front of her in front of her and her two children her brother got murdered right in front of her and and the guy was in a sad he just did all this then he took the lady off and raped her two different locations wanted to take her dancing after he raped her the first time and she's having to tell me the story a total stranger another male i had a female partner and it was by the time we got back and we're having the whole night with her I couldn't even talk to her family. I was so emotional. It was, and those things haunt you, you know. But this one, just another case. Hey, man. Yeah, right. I, as you're far so as humble. I'm concerned, you're a hero, man. Because you, you, I, I saw a lot of reports on you on TV. I never, ever in my life thought that I would ever see you in person. Uh, but now in retrospect... I think that they that uh, I don't know uh, from a layman's term or layman coming from a layman look like you handled it really well, man. Well, thank you. I appreciate it, man. I think we all do, man. And thank you so much for making it here, uh, the trek here to Theo Luis's garage. Is there one final word you want to impart to any of our listeners? You know, God bless you all. Stay safe and never forget where you came from. Be cool. I'm right on. Thank you very much. That was uh, Lieutenant Gil Carrillo from uh, retired Lieutenant from. L.A. County Sheriff Department. We we will be right back with Son Soles. Look at Twin today. Listen to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel, Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Hey, how you doing? What do you guys know about twins? Nothing. Nothing about twins? Sorry. Sorry. Do, you know, do you know any twins? No. no do you want to know a twin? No, thank you. Two. What are conjoined twins? I don't know. I'm, I'm going to be late for work. Three. What do you know about twins? Nothing. Uh, I'm a little busy. Four. Identical twins have matching fingerprints? Uh, I believe so. Same with DNA. Can you name any celebrity twins? How about the girls from all the Devil Mint commercials? If I was to ask you what is a conjoined twin, what would that be? Um, I don't know. A conjoined twin is either A, a twin with extra joints, B, a twin that joins clubs, or C, a twin that is physically attached to his twin. It's either C or A. Ashton Kutcher, twin or not? No, but I'm not that I know. He's a twin. Is he? Really? Fraternal. Fraternal. I'm an identical twin. I'm one of the hosts of Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Do I look like Jose or Angel? 
Uh, I'm going to say you look like a Jose. Thank you very much. Kind of weird for a guy saying you look like an angel. Scarlett Johansson, twin or not? She doesn't have a twin, does she? She does. Is she uh, identical? No, actually, it's a fraternal twin. His name is Hunter. Oh, damn. Damn. <laughs> yeah. Do you have your own... Individuality? Thank you, yes, individuality. Absolutely, we're individual. He's the good-looking one, and I'm the smart one. <laughs> oh, okay. You think Johnny Depp is sexy? I think he's very sexy. Would you date him if he was a conjoined twin? If he would have me, I probably would. Who do you think would be one of the sexiest men alive to you right now? You could say Jose the twin. Um, I'm a lesbian. That's awesome. <laughs> I am so hardcore lesbian myself. You're identical? Yes, we're identical twins. His name is Angel. Angel, that's a, nice. So if his name is Angel, what do you think my name would be? Oh, it could be any A name. I think A names are cool, like Angel and Andre. Or... Well, my name's Jose. They used to say, well, if, if I'm Jose, then he must be Jose B. What do you <laughs> I think that's it unless you want to add something to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel uh, no that's good thank you for your time man how about a shout out to my brother Angel what's up Angel have a good one buddy and welcome back to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel I'm Jose and I'm Angel hey how about that dude I- what a great interview eh? I swear to you, I was totally looking forward to meeting this guy. And I no, I don't have a warrant, eh? <laughs> but I did wonder where he was from, eh? Because I, you know, I've seen him so many times. Like that vato's got to be like from San Gabriel Valley, eh? We probably eat at the same taco shop and shit. But uh, what a compelling story, and 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 he, so candidly he he shared. I thought that that was a, a very beautiful interview, although uh, it was you know a, a beautiful grim, interview, a grim story. But no, I mean he. You know, this is over for him. No, the he, ne- how he said he can finally retire. That was very compelling. The neat thing about it, the neat thing about the uh, uh, the lieutenant is that he's a very humble man. And um, uh, but it's an interesting story. And I and if anybody, uh, if you guys want to hear about it, go just if you had never heard of, of the Night Stalker, I, I'll post it on our Facebook. Go to our Facebook profile on Twin Talk Show, and there's this YouTube um, uh, video of the uh, uh, about a 40-minute video about the Night Stalker, and I'll go ahead and search it and post it on our Facebook. But you got a friend to say. Anyway, so now <laughs> we, we, we got, we, we've got so many people wanting to listen and hear our, our guest uh, from Son Soles, uh, Jose Hernandez in Theo Luis's Garage. What's hola, up? Hola, 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 hola. What's up, eh? What's up? <laughs> Dude. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for making it out here to Theo Luis's garage again and stepping over the leaf blower and hanging out and enduring my brother. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. This is uh, super interesting, actually. Really, really cool interview, like you guys were saying, you know. Yeah. I grew up in Spain, so all I, I had no idea of all these things and... You know, oh, check it out. My brother's going to post a video on our Facebook wall. Check it out. It's very interesting. We were scared, man. Yeah. We were scared <laughs> when this was going on. We really were. So let's talk about Sonsoles. You guys, uh, since the last time you've been mm-hmm. with been here with us, a lot of things have been happening. You've been doing a lot of traveling. I mean, tell us about that. We had a lot of um, a lot of great shows and, and really cool things happening, especially in the last six months. Um, well, last last year too, but we we started the year. We got an award for one of our songs. Awesome. Oh. She's mientras te vas. That that song won the uh, USA Songwriting Competition. Yes, which okay. is national, obviously USA, awesome. and it was really really cool. Um, we also played, you know, a lot of great shows. We came back from Miami not so long ago, playing with Jesse Joy and La Santa Cecilia and Lopez wow. por Juana. Nice. A lot of great shows, and we um, we released our first video. So that was yeah, super. You know. 
That's a awesome cool video. That's Thank a cool you. video. I we're, dig it. We're gonna post. It's not a cheapie, man. No, it's no. a good one. We, we're gonna post it on our <laughs> Facebook wall so you can check it out, and it's gonna be a link to their uh, to their video. Now, you you have a Pandora channel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. When when we were in Miami, they we had an interview with Pandora, and they started a Pandora channel on Sun Solace. Can you we believe that? Stoked, dude. <laughs> nice. Yeah. That's applause right yeah. there. Thank you. Hey, they, and and there's a chick who has a tattoo too. I know <laughs> that too. And you know, shout out to Ronnie again. Hey, Ronnie, what's up, babe? So no, that's fantastic. That's like, I mean, you. That's just they. What they should make one of us. I dude. love Pandora. A twin talk Pandora. And what would it be? You put it on there, and people it, they'll, they'll listen to all our shows, you know, and then it'll it'll also loop. It'll connect it'll to other. Teach and Chong, también. No, no, no Teach and Chong. <laughs> dude. Larry Elder. It'll be a Larry Elder connection. <laughs> Place on Solace and then Kiss. Uh, there you go. <laughs> there you go. So um, awesome! You got uh, uh, you're going to perform for us, tonight and I, I'm looking forward to it. But you, we know, I know because I've been looking at your Facebook posts. That you're recording music. Right yeah, now. we we've been writing music for over a year. We have almost like 30 songs, and now we are trying to like get them out there. Wow! So we're very excited. We started actually playing them uh, at the shows and see the response and all that, and it's been pretty good so far. So we feel very, very good about it. Please, when they, when when you come out with your new music mm -hmm. and it's ready to drop, because music drops on Tuesdays and our shows are on Tuesdays usually. <laughs> please, 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 please come back. But in the meantime, you're gonna play something for us now. Yeah. What good. are you playing? Let's let's play mientras te vas since is the song that you know won the the competition and also is the song that we are doing the we did the video for awesome ladies and gentlemen jose hernandez from son soles Shoo. cuánto tiempo pasamos negándolo pero es momento Nunca pensamos que pasaría Y mira cuánto tiempo incubando esta rebelión No me arrepiento No gastaré un segundo más de vida Y si digo una sola palabra Voy derecho al infierno si hago que no pasa nada, será poco peor. Y no te miento si te digo lo que siento. Todo se lo lleva al viento mientras te vas. Si digo una sola palabra Voy derecho al infierno Si hago que no pasa nada Será poco peor Y no te miento Si te digo lo que siento Todo se lo lleva al viento Mientras te vas 
All right. Jose Hernandez from Sonsoles, live in Tio Luis's garage. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. I dig the acoustic version. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, Great guitar, by the way. I love that Thank guitar. Thank you. That's, that's how that song started, actually. Oh, really? Uh, Tell us about that. Yeah, it was it was like an, in a really weird uh, moment of my life, like after like a huge breakup uh-huh. and all that. And, you know, it, it was like a really bad period that lasted for months. And then oh, at, the end of, yeah, at the end <laughs> of all that, I remember that I, I sold a lot of my equipment and, and I moved to a different place and I bought a little like inbox recorded with Pro Tools. And, and the first day that I was like out of, you know, where, where you finally feel like I'm done with this breakup. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm moving on and I'm alive, you know, uh-huh. and and you can, you can keep moving on in life and things like that. Um, that that same day, that's when I recorded this. This is the first thing that I recorded in that inbox, and I was like, let's just, you know, take it out, wow. record the first four chords that you have and the first melody that comes to your to your mind, and I kept it for a long, long time. And I even show it to the guys in Sonsoles because back then we were really like Latin, you know, and we uh-huh. had a rapper and all that stuff. And I didn't think that they were going to like it. And they didn't actually. <laughs> <laughs> so when I, when I played it the first time, they're like, ah, whatever, because it sounded kind of like Southern to them. Uh-huh. And um, after a while, we were looking for songs and we, we were like, hey, let's, let's revisit that song. And then ended up being this song that has been playing, you know, in a lot of places, and it's the song for the video and, and all that. Your new and it's your mu- your latest music video. Let uh, let our listeners know you have some shows coming up, right? Yeah, we have a show on July third at the House of Blues yeah. on Sunset Boulevard, and you guys are invited. Right oh, we have we have free tickets. If you guys wanna have free tickets, please just hit us up on Facebook. Or, you know, right now, just call us. Oh. And we'll get you. I mean, we'll hook you up. Give us a call at 626 Or just give us a mention on Twin Talk Show on Facebook. Um, it's, uh, the guys, uh, how many, uh, how m- uh, the same, we got five, five guys in the band. Yeah. For those people who have just heard you for the first time right now, mm-hmm. uh, describe uh, the musicians, you know, uh, what kind of uh, instruments and everything and vocalists you're well, in the band. We are, we're a rock band, but we also have a keyboard player and we also have percussions. So that adds a lot of different walls, you know, to, to what we do. Some of the songs go more electronic uh, because mm-hmm. of the keyboards and all that. Cool. Some of the songs go more Latin because we have the percussion. Uh, so, and, and the, the, you know, the, the base of all that, the, the foundation of all that is, is, is rock. Oh, yeah. I got to so tell you, I mean, for those of you listening haven't uh, are just been introduced to uh, Son Soles, I've seen them live. Uh, you have Me too. A, a fantastic guitar. <laughs> You're a very good guitarist. You're like. Why don't you say we, eh? The to- I'm here too. I didn't know you'd seen them live, bro. We, we were at the CD. Uh, Do we have to argue about this? Do we have to, my man? Do we? Jeez. <laughs> so no, uh, uh, you. He's a good guitar. He's a fantastic guitarist. A great tone. I mean, amazing thank guitarist. You, thank you. Thank you. I'm glad that you look at. Because you're yeah, like a vocalist, you sing well. You got. The, you he got was the, looking no, at you, I'm, eh? You know he what? just wanted to pretend it was the guitar I, he's looking at, I've eh? I've never been a, a, a vocalist. Like, like I always train myself to be a guitar player, and right. actually, that's how I make a living, you know, uh-huh. um, as a guitar player. And that's what brought me to to LA. I came here because I wanted to study at the Musicians Institute of Hollywood, uh-huh. um, and and singing was just something that I was doing natural, naturally on the side. Right. And in some of the projects that I had in the past, um, we just couldn't stand the singer so we ended up <laughs> fighting the singer and I will start singing while we find someone else and that's actually how that happened in Sonsoles too wow. I, I don't think the guys were too convinced of me as a singer 
for a while, you know. And <laughs> and we were we were actually uh, searching for for singers and all that. But my main role in the band was guitar player. But you started bringing all the chicks, and they said, "Leave them on, eh? Yeah, right. <laughs> Leave them <laughs> on, eh?" <laughs> nah. So let's uh, <laughs> let let our listeners know where they can find all your information <laughs> uh, the uh, you know, your social media and all that stuff. Yeah, we are in sonsolesmusic.com. We also have the Pandora Radio. If you go, you search for Sonsoles. And Facebook, we are in Sonsoles Music. Twitter, and I think we're in Instagram. Awesome. Everywhere. So please go there and like us, hang out, and, and be in touch. And check out the show July 3rd at the Hollywood... Uh, the House of Blues on Sunset Boulevard in West Hollywood. Yes. Uh, Maria Guerra chimed in on Facebook. She, she's looking at the photo of you performing right now. She says, Muy buena voz, guapetón. Oh, gracias, Maria. <laughs> <laughs> you had to throw that Spanish accent in, dude. Jeez. <laughs> no, that's fantastic. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, that's uh, Jose Hernandez from, from the awesome band Son Soles. And uh, we look forward to, to your show. I'm going to go. Dude, of course. And you're coming too. Right. I'll be there. Awesome. So, my brother's a, he's my designated driver, right? <laughs> I am. Shit. I still have. <laughs> all right, when we come back, we're going to have Angel's Chill Lounge, all right? We'll be right back. Thank you so much for having me. Bye-bye. Choo! Does it really have to roll downhill? The old adage, shit rolls downhill. It's used to describe an undesirable or offensive situation one finds himself in and imposes it upon others. Yes, it conjures up offensive and somewhat disgusting images. But it's only an adage. It's not literal. Okay, let's examine this uh, the roles that we play in this adage. First, one, we are victim. 
Perceiving oneself in an unfortunate, lowly, and downhill position or state, we are victimized by rolling shit. Two, we are perpetrator. Having lost posture due to being victimized by rolling shit, we engage in projecting this shit upon others, pun intended. And three, we are shit. Having manifested the previously mentioned roles we play, we become the adage, and in essence, we become that which rolls downhill. So, ask yourself, does it really have to roll downhill? Chill. One love. And that's another edition of Angel's Chill Lounge. Shoo! Grossero, dude. I love it, eh? You inspired that one, eh? How many times do you, you have totally to say that? You totally inspired it, eh? But how many times do you have to say shit? Like, you know? Cochino. Anyways, thank you so much for listening to Twin Talk with Jose and Angel. Dude, what an awesome show. Good get, eh? You got uh, Jose Hernandez from Son Soles with his awesome Son voice. Son Soles. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, what happened to your vocals? <laughs> you, he unplugged. Oh. Thank you for having me. This is awesome. Hey, that was my Spanglish on that accent. I pronounced it wrong. Sorry there. I didn't mean to pronounce it. Jose Hernandez. Jose Hernandez. No, I mean the Sonsoles. Thanks for making it, man. Remember, July 3rd, House of Blues in Hollywood. We're going to be there. Also want to thank Lieutenant Gil Carrillo, from the retired lieutenant from L.A. County Sheriff Department, who was here. Awesome that he was here. Thank you for being here. What a great story, man. It is awesome. Thank you to uh, the real Jeff Johnson for sitting in for Jackie Casas. Always a pleasure. Hey, man. And and such short notice, too. Thank you very much. No problem. No problem. Um, so <laughs> Thanks for the uh, eight-month uh, I, I thought everybody get a good laugh out of that. <laughs> I know I did. Anyway, we want to invite you to tune in next week at, at Wednesday, 7 p.m. That's going to be our last Wednesday, and then we go back to Tuesday nights. Right on. Uh, we're going to have an awesome show. Um, we're working a lot of good stuff. I can't promote it yet, but very soon. In the meantime, go to the House of Blues July 3rd to check out Sonsoles. Uh, thank you, Jeff Johnson. Thank you, Lieutenant Carrillo. Uh, good night, everyone. Angel? Good night. All right. Well, we'll catch you next time. Shoo!